you were here last Sunday, uh, we introduced a new uh, series. So we finished uh, Exodus last month, and we are entering a new theme and a new series. Uh, we didn't put a name on this series, but this is we're going to go through uh, the book of Ephesians. We did that, um, I think, a couple years back. Nung nandumpatay sa Dolce Latte. But our focus now is to understand what this text means according to the church. So I mentioned a little bit last Sunday uh, what the church is all about. And church, you know, in, in Greek is ecclesia. And that means we are called out for a purpose. And what we saw in Ephesians chapter 3, the first part, is that you know, the, the purpose of the church is to reveal the mystery of the gospel. So, hindi yun ibinigay sa parachurch organization, hindi yun binigay sa government, hindi yun binigay yung purpose na yun sa, church, sa school, it was given to the church. So, the church is very unique because it is chosen by God for this very purpose of the mystery of the gospel by our works, by our words and by our actions. So today we are going to look into another essential characteristic of a church. So what I hope to happen as we go through, you know, the whole month of uh, October talking about the church, meron kayo nakikitang mga little uh, bits and pieces on pag sinabi sa inyo, ano ba ang simbahan? Meron tayo mga little things that we can say who is the church and what is the church all about? But today, we are going to talk about another essential characteristic of the church, which is prayer. Okay, which is prayer. But, you know, prayer, I, I think you will agree with me that it's not an exclusive discipline, spiritual discipline of Christianity. Would you agree? You know, any, some of the religious organizations pray as well, right? Many religious traditions and I will mention some later on, na mas bigger part ng kanilang religious belief system is prayer. But what you will see is that, you know, prayer, even in the evangelical circles, prayer is an individual practice. Yung panalangin natin, uh, very individual, very personal. What is unique about you know, the, the biblical habit of praying together and uh, praying for each other is what you will see in the Christian faith. You know, merong context of praying together and praying for one another. And that's just something that we want to develop here in Breadcom, Quezon City. And that's what we did 15 minutes earlier before the start of the service, diba? Um, I think we started last month, tamaba, Deacon Melba? We started last month, so we are over a month uh, really incorporating prayer in our worship services. So we start uh, 15 minutes earlier. We gather people together. We have some special uh, prayer items. We have a prayer leader here leading us up, uh, in, in prayer. And we, um, we group together to pray for one another. So that's something that we really in, uh, envision happening talaga in our church. And one of the things also that gave me joy this year you know, when, when Breadcom QC started, one of the ministries that we really want to grow in is the prayer ministry. So Breadcom QC has been in existence for uh, seven, six years, <laughs> six years. And 
it's just this year that we were able to start a prayer ministry. So I'm very happy that we have uh, a prayer ministry who intercedes for, for the church, for the country, for specific prayer items that come our way. Pero bakit natin ito ginagawa? Bakit, bakit mahalaga na tayo ay nananalangin sa isa't isa? Why, why do we do this? Why are these things hap, you know, important to us? Dahil ba ginagawa ng simbahan sa kapitbahay natin? O dahil ba kapag simbahan ka, kailangan nagpipray kayo together? Is it something that we need to do out of obligation? How does it help you? How does it help your family? How does it help the church? How does it help the community? And how does it help the nation? So I hope that as we look into you know, the spiritual discipline of prayer, it will help us not only in enriching our, you know, our personal time in prayer, but also encourage you to connect with the church through prayer. So let me ask this. How many of you pray? How many of you... How many of you pray regularly for someone else? Someone else. Nice. Hey, how many of you pray for President Duterte? Yeah, <laughs> Regularly, ha? Regularly. Regularly. Ang tanong doon, anong prayer mo? <laughs> anong klase ang prayer mo? Yeah. So, you know, for, for us to understand and enrich our, our prayer time together, our prayer life as well personally, you know, we can go back to the book of Ephesians, which we will do uh, throughout October. Uh, last Sunday, we did the first part, the chapter 3, verses 1 to 13. Today, we will read uh, and we will study the second half, chapter 3, verses 14 to 21. So if you have your Bibles with you, please turn with me to Ephesians chapter 3 again. So tatapusin natin yung chapter 3 now, Ephesians 3, 14 to 21. So I will not flash it on screen. I'm sure you have Bibles on your phone or hard copy Bibles. Uh, and I will read 14 to 21 ESV, English Standard Version. Okay. So context, as I read this, uh, I mentioned this last Sunday, and some of you know this already, habang sinusulat ito ni Apostol Pablo, nasaan siya? Nasaan siya? Sa kulungan. Okay? So he is in prison, and he is writing for a community of believers in Ephesus. Okay? Ang, ang Ephesus is not a church. Alright? Ephesus is not a church, it's a location. So, para siyang Metro Manila. So, he is writing in group of believers in Ephesus. So, merong believers na, na nag-gather dito, tapos merong isang believers. So, yung letter na babasahin natin ngayon, pinapasa siya from one community to another. So, it's a circular letter. Parang ganon. Parang memo siya. So, keep that in mind as we read through uh, Ephesians 3, 14 to 21. Let me read. For this reason... For this reason, I bow my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named, that according to the riches of His glory, 
he may grant you to be strengthened with power through his spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may may have the strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth, the length, the height, the depth, and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all we can ask or think, according to the power at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generation forever and ever. Amen. May the Lord bless the reading of his word. So, keeping that context in mind, notice that, you know, this guy is in prison. So, kung ikaw ay nasa kulungan, normally, ikaw ang hihingi ng panalangin. Correct? Kung ikaw ang nasa kulungan, ikaw ang magsasabing, pag-pray nyo naman ako na maayos na yung kaso. Pag-pray nyo naman ako na... Hindi ako mahirapan sa bilangguan. Pag-pray nyo naman ako na hindi ako mabugbog dito sa loob. But this guy is in prison and he is praying for another group. He is praying. And notice, you know, in previous chapters, Paul is giving his testimony why he is an apostle of Christ. He gives an instruction uh, on what to do and you will see that in 4, 5, and 6. Uh, but in this section of the letter, you notice that it's all about prayer. He's just praying for people. He's just praying for people. So, himay-himayin natin yung prayer na to. And let me just give you four things that we need to consider if we want to be a church that grows in prayer. So, four things, four things to consider as we grow in prayer as a church. So, para madaling maalala, four peace. Okay? For peace. Okay. First is posture. Okay. Second is purpose. Third is petition. And the last is promise. Alright? So, yun na rin yung outline natin. Posture, purpose, petition, and promise. Apostle Paul starts this passage saying, For this reason, ano yung sabi niya? For this reason, I... Bow my knees before the Father from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named. Question again. What's your regular stance when you pray? What's your regular stance when you pray? <laughs> Nakahiga sa kama. <laughs> Yung pinakamahabang prayer na nagsisimula sa gabi, <laughs> natatapos kapag, <laughs> kapag may araw na. Ayan ang favorite stance ng marami. <laughs> Nakahiga. Sometimes, you know, you know, especially in church, uh, we are asked to close our eyes, to bow our heads, and not look around, and just be there sitting. Do you think that's the, the, the typical prayer stance, especially of the Jews? Sino nagsasabing yes? Sinagsasabing no. Ano yung prayer stance, especially Apostle Paul? 
he is a Jew, and what is his regular prayer posture? Hula. Siret. <laughs> the regular posture of a Jew praying is this. They pray standing up. Kaya mapansin nyo kapag punta kay sa Israel, you know, uh, people praying on the uh, wailing wall, they are standing up like this. So when Paul says, I bow my knees, that's, that, that's not the ordinary thing. He's doing something that is not his custom. He's doing something that is unusual with his culture. Ba't niya gagawin yun? Why would you bow your knees? Why would you bend your knees in prayer? Why would you do that? When your normal prayer is, you know, standing up. Let me give you another, you know, two more instances in the New Testament of people who are praying on their knees. The first one is this guy, Stephen. You see this in Acts 7.59. As they were stoning Stephen, bakit siya binabato? It's an execution. Okay? Hindi to bullying lang, hindi to uh, uh, an act of violence lang. This is an actual execution happening. So they were stoning Stephen, and he called out, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. And falling to his knees, he cried out with a loud voice. Ano yung prayer niya? Amazing prayer. Lord, yung mga bumabato sa akin, do not Hold this sin against them. People are accusing him, stoning him to death, and his prayer, Lord, do not hold them, hold this sin against them. That, does that sound familiar to you? Jesus says on the cross, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. You know what's What's ironic in this passage? Chapter 7, 59, 60 is the last verses of chapter 7. Yung chapter 8, you know how it starts? You can look it in your Bibles. It says there, Saul approved of this execution. He was there. The one that we are looking into the letter, yung, yung binabasa nating epistle ngayon, was there in the execution of Stephen. And this was the moment leading to his conversion. So this guy is on his knees praying for someone else. And speaking of Jesus, this happened as well. Look 22:39. He came out and went and in description as was hindi to biglaan. When Jesus did this, when Jesus prays, it was not yung, na nabigla lang siya o naisip niya lang nagawin at, at the moment. This was his habit. This was his, the, the thing that he does, this was his exercise. So he went to the Mount of Olives and the disciples followed him. When he came to the place, pray, he said to them, Pray that you may not enter into temptation. And then we withdrew from them about a stone's throw. And again, he's a Jew. He can pray standing up. But his prayer is kneeling down and prayed to his father. What do you notice about these passages? 
What do you notice about them kneeling down in prayer and praying for something? Sige, let me illustrate naman contemporary. Kung prayer lang ang pag-usapan natin, kung prayer lang ang usapan, tatalunin tayo ng mga Muslim. Would you agree? Tatalunin tayo. You know, this is the, yung, yung bowing on their knees, that's, that's something that they do. Alright? So, in, in regular prayer, so I asked kanina how, if you pray regularly, uh, maybe most of us, I'm, I'm not saying you, <laughs> sige, iba na lang, iba na lang. Most people outside Bread Compucy pray three times a day. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. <laughs> but you know what? If you're a Muslim, you are a, you're supposed to pray five times. Five times. Ang tawag nila doon, Salah. Salah. It, it sounds like Salah, di ba? Yung pinag-aralan natin before. So they pray, madaling araw, they pray midday, they pray afternoon, they pray sunset, and at night. Five times every single day. Tsaka iba-iba yung posture nun. They will start standing, they will bend a little bit, they will kneel, and they will prostrate themselves on the floor. You know, many years ago, when we were still in Dolce Latte, uh, nagkaroon ng a little bit of confusion with the schedule. So yung, yung nag-organize ng event, dun ng uh, events place, sabi, Pastor, pwede bang uh, ma-move kayo dun sa ibang location? So ang events place nun, so may isang ganito, tapos meron pang isang mas maliit. Okay? So may isang mas maliit. So sabi nung nag-organize, Pastor, um, pwede bang dun kayo sa mas maliit? Kasi merong event na mangyayari doon sa... So, you, ginagamit yun na venue. So, sabi naman namin, sige, being a good neighbor, let's let's just say okay. Total cash naman tayo dun sa smaller uh, venue. Uh, I don't know if some of you remember that. Uh, so, pagdating namin dun, so we organized the, we set up the place and everything. So, I, tumingin ako dun sa, dun sa uh, group na gagamit ng venue and I saw a tarpaulin that says something like an Islam orientation conference whole day. So, what's happening that Sunday afternoon on one event, there's a Islam conference and then the other, the other venue where we were is a Christian worship service. So it was kind of, honestly, I was really parang awkward na nangyayari. Kasi, syempre, they will pray in the afternoon and our worship service at that time starts um, five, five before, eh, di ba? We start before we, we did five o'clock service. So, paglabas ko ng pintuan, may mga, <laughs> dun sa, sa middle, pansinin nyo kung kunyari yung anong yan, yung lobby dyan sa labas. May mga may mga people na naka, nagpipray na on their mats and kneeling down and we were singing, you know, praise and worship. So it was kind of confusing. <laughs> and, you know, they were giving their, their brochure as well and we were giving 
So there firsthand, I, I saw you know, how devoted they are with their prayer. Regardless of the place, it was not their comfort zone. It was an events place. They placed their mat, they knelt down, and they prayed. Kung prayer lang, tatalunin tayo. How about this? And if you go to um, more famous yung Capo Church, uh, if you go to Capo Church, it's a regular thing that you will see someone or a group of people kneeling down on the aisle. Sometimes they're just kneeling there. How many of you did this at one point in your life? Did you do this? Ah, si Atty. Phil, si Koyanong. You did this. Uh, this is something that, you know, very, very embedded in, in, the, in the culture of Filipinos. Uh, sometimes people are, you know, walking on their knees. Palapit ng palapit. Some are just prostrate on the ground. And why do you think they are doing that? They're asking for the Lord for something. They're, they're praying for something. And they need help at that particular time. They're asking the Lord to respond to their immediate need. So, yung habit ng mga Muslim in, you know, regular praying time and this, you know, people praying in, in Kiapo, kneeling, desperate, you know, we can learn something from that. But what is unique about Christian prayer and our posture in prayer you know, it, it is not motivated by obligation or desperation. It is not motivated by obligation or desperation. Yung two examples natin in the Bible, Stephen and Jesus, their prayer is not out of obligation. They're not doing that because they're, sige na nga, magpipray na ako. And their prayer is not even in desperation of their situation. When, when Stephen prayed, Lord, do not count this sin against them, he doesn't have to pray for that, but he did. When Jesus prayed, Lord, if it is your will, take this cup away from me, but not my will, but yours be done, it was not out of desperation, but of obedience. And they are kneeling and they are praying, you know, not for their sake, but for the sake of others. They are praying not for themselves, but for others. So, mga kapatid, you know, my point is not to prescribe to you that when we pray, we should be kneeling. That, you know, a kneeling prayer is a better prayer. That's not what I'm saying here. What I'm saying is, I am more concerned in the posture of your heart when you pray. I am more concerned with the condition of your heart when you pray. Whether you pray standing up with your eyes open, whether you pray sitting down, whether you pray in your own prayer closet, if you have one, whether you pray with a group of people, what is the posture of your heart? And when Apostle Paul was kneeling down, it was a posture of humility. When, when we see, you know, in the Bible, uh, especially in the book of Ezra, 
when they are praying, kneeling down, it is a posture of repentance. And when Jesus was praying, Lord, not my will but yours be done, it was a prayer of dependence on the sovereign Lord. So my concern, brothers and sisters, is how is the posture of your heart when you pray? Is it a posture of humility, repentance, and dependence on God? Here's an example. Here's a, a statement from God. 2 Chronicles 7, 14. If my people who are called by my name will posture themselves in humility, humble themselves, and pray, and seek my face, and repent, turn from their wicked ways, ano yung sabi ni God? Ano yung, ano yung gagawin niya? Then I will hear from heaven. I will forgive their sin, and I will heal their land. That's amazing. That's so amazing. So, when you pray, brothers and sisters, you know, there will be times that we will kneel down. There, there will be times that we will be wailing. We will be crying our hearts out to the Lord. There, there will be times that we will be just be silent in prayer. But how is your heart when you pray? I pray that it is out, not out of obligation or desperation, but a prayer of humility and dependence on the Lord and asking the Lord for repentance. So that's first P, the, the, the posture in prayer. Let's go to the second P, the purpose of our prayer. Ano ba ang purpose natin when we pray? Ano ba ang layunin natin kapag tayo ay nananalangin sa Diyos? Magbibigay ako ng dalawa. Okay. The first purpose is that we come to God who has unlimited resources. Unli. Unli si Lord. Okay. Here's an uh, NLT translation of 14 to 16. When I think of all this, Paul says, I fall to my knees and pray to the Father, the creator of everything in heaven and on earth. I pray that from His glorious unlimited resources, we pray to the Lord because we know that He owns everything and He has these resources at His disposal. Hindi lang itong first time na sinabi ito ni Apostle Paul in Ephesians. You'll recall, we saw this in the last Sunday, that you know the glorious riches of Christ, the, the mystery of the gospel, is revealed to show the glorious uh, riches of Christ. And you will see verse uh, 3 of Ephesians chapter 1. It says, All praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has, who has blessed us, past tense, with, with what? Some spiritual blessing, 50%, 70%, 80%. What does it say? Every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms because we are united with Christ. You know, sometimes it, it, when we read passages like this, you know, our hearts jump for joy that, Lord, I am so blessed. But sometimes we'll say, Pastor, that's all good, but 
what I need are physical blessings. <laughs> That's all good that we uh, have spiritual blessings, but I need cash. <laughs> Your credit is good, but I need cash. Paano naman, Pastor, yung mga physical needs ko? I know that I'm spiritually blessed, but Pastor, my concern is, you know, how, how can I take care of my family? Well, the Bible has answer for that as well. Romans 8.32 says, Since he did not spare his own son, hindi niya pinagkait ang kanyang bugtong na anak, but he gave him up for us all, won't he also give us everything else? Won't he also give us everything else? You know what this means? If Jesus Christ is the treasure of the heavenly realms, in one, you know, in one song that we have, Jesus Christ is the darling of heaven. He is the treasure of the whole universe. And God the Father gave, him, gave his son to you. Everything else is chicken. Everything else is kayang-kaya niyang ibigay sa iyo. Binigay niya nga yung treasure niya sa iyo. Eh. Di ba? And here's, you know, one thing that we always uh, read and, and memorize, Philippians 4.19, and this same God, this is NLT version, who takes care of me, sabi ni Paul sa Philippian Church, will supply all your needs from His glorious riches which have been given to us in Christ Jesus. Amazing. Doon sa street namin, uh, papasok ng aming bahay, o palabas ng aming bahay, merong uh, lotto stand. <laughs> merong, pilahan ng, merong tindahan ng lotto. And kapag, meron pa ako madadaan ng dalawa pang uh, tindahan ng lotto o pila ng lotto. Mga last few months, six months ago, wala namang pumipila doon. Wala namang pumipila. Pero recently, parang ang haba ng pila. Ang haba ng pila. Parang may nakita nga akong tagalit. Parang may nakita nga ako. Ang haba ng pila. Kasi, ano na ba? 1.1 billion. So malamang... I'm sure, let's be honest, in-imagine na natin kung paano natin gagastusin ng 1.1 billion. Hindi ba? Hindi ba? Let's be honest. You know, wow! That's a big amount of money. You know what? You know what? Kaya mong ubusin yun sa sampung taon. Kaya mong ubusin yun. Ten years. Maybe less. You can, kaya mong ubusin ng 1.1 billion. Pero si God, hindi lang 1.1 billion. Only. Unlimited resources. So you know what that means? He is not the last resort when we are lacking. He is the first. He is the first one that we come to. When we are, you know, we are lacking, e- even physical, mental, spiritual, emotional, need, he is the first one that we come to. That's the purpose why we pray. We come to Him when we are lacking in something, whether it's spiritual, physical, mental, or emotional. So we come to God first and foremost because we recognize that you know all these resources come to Him. Second, you know, we come to God because we want to bring Him glory. 
We come to God because we want to bring Him glory. That's the end uh, verse of our passage. Glory to Him, saan? In the church, not individuals, and in Christ Jesus through all generation forever and ever. Amen. So, you know, when we pray, we are not just presenting to the Lord a list of petitions that we have. Lord, could you do this? Lord, could you do this? Lord, could you help me with this? Kasi pag ganun ang prayer natin, ang kailangan natin, genie. <laughs> but you know what? When we gather together in prayer, we are recognizing, you know, our, our dependence on, of, of God and, you know, we are bringing Him glory. How does this bring Him glory? Kasi we are showing the union of the bride, which is the church, and the groom. The union of the bride, which is the church, and the groom. So, you know, here's a little encouragement when we pray together. No matter how you think, parang wala namang nangyayari sa prayer time namin, hindi ako move emotionally when we pray together, wala namang, hindi naman nasasagot ni Lord yung mga prayers namin. You know what's happening when you pray together? you're actually bringing glory to the Lord. You may not see it, it may not show result, but it's bringing glory to Him. So let's keep on praying together. Let's keep on praying together. So that's second P, purpose of our time together in prayer. So we come to Him because He has unlimited resources and we come to Him because we want to honor Him. Pastor, ano naman ang ipagpipray natin? Ayan. So, doon na tayo sa third P. Our petitions in prayer. Could you guess kung ano ang top three prayer concerns of many people? Top three prayer concerns of many people. Okay. Health. Wealth. Love life. <laughs> Yeah, relationship in general, relationship. No, you want to be healthy or kapag nakakaranas ka ng karamdaman, you pray for, you know, healing. Wealth, you want financial blessing, of course. You want the Lord to, uh, to grant you favor sa trabaho mo. You want to take care of your family. You want security. And, you know, in relationship, kapag single ka, you're looking for someone. Kapag may problem with the relationship, you're asking for the Lord so you're asking for the Lord to, to help you with the relationship, you know, either to, to fix it or to you know, seek the will of the Lord. But you know what? You will see those prayers in other epistles of Paul. Not here. Not here. He did not pray for health. Not pray for wealth. He did not pray for human relationships. You know what? He prayed two things. So ito yung dalawang petition ni Paul for the Ephesians church, Ephesian church. Yung uh, first prayer niya, gusto ko you will be supernaturally, this is my prayer, that you will supernaturally be empowered by Christ. So I pray that out of His glorious riches, He may strengthen you with the power through His Spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. So let me clarify. 
Sometimes allergic tayo sa supernatural na term or spiritual na term. When I say supernatural, it doesn't mean mystical. Alright? I don't mean mystical. And it's, we are not saying, you know, when we are asking supernatural empowerment, hindi ibig sabihin nun, pagka, pagkagising mo, kasing laki na ng katawan mo si, si Captain America, Steve Rogers, hindi ganun. O kaya, meron ka ng iron suit or, you know, you have special powers, things like that. That's, that's not what we're saying here. What I mean here, what this means is, you know, to make this work, to make this prayer work, for you to be empowered, you need something that is beyond your natural capacity to achieve. You need supernatural help to understand what's going on with your life. You need supernatural help to carry on difficult tasks in your life. Kasi hindi mo kaya on your natural ability because you, our instinct, how, no matter how long you have been Christian, our instinct is either to give up, to give in, or to just shut down. And so we need supernatural help, supernatural you know, empowerment by Christ. So kung ayaw natin yung supernatural, you can say spiritual empowerment. It's coming not out of our natural ability or our own achievement. It's coming from the empowerment of the Spirit. And we have a famous verse here, diba? We Sometimes we always quote here, Philippians 4.13. Sino nakakaalala? Philippians 4.13. Go ahead, Charlie. Alright, so Charlie says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. That's, that's a really awesome verse, don't you think? And a lot of people make that mantra. And one famous guy, uh, using that as a, you know, uh, a part of his brand, is Stephen Curry. You know, you know at one point or another, I will mention NBA <laughs> uh, in the sermons because the NBA season is about to start. You know, this guy, one of the you know, fast-becoming uh, popular basketball players, even beyond those who are in NBA fanatics, kahit marami mga kilala si Stephen Curry, pero hindi na kilala yung buong teammates niya. <laughs> He's that famous, and one thing he does before it became part of his brand, kukuha siya ng pentel pen, yung sapatos niya, susulatan niya ng... I can do all things. Susulatan niya yun ng pentel pen. Pero dahil naging part na ng brand niya, embedded na yun sa shoe niya ngayon. So yun doon sa, sa tang ng shoelace, nandun na yung 413. And then I can do all things. Okay, here's, here's where it gets very tricky for some to understand this passage. Because some people would think, you know, I can do all things, meaning, you know, I can, I can become an avenger any given time. But this Stephen Curry is just so amazing. Would you agree? He's a three-time NBA champion. Okay? He's a two-time NBA most valuable player. Two consecutive years. Yung second time, yung second time na nanalo siya, unanimous. 
Meaning, lahat ng boboto for the MVP, lahat sa kanya bumoto, walang ibang binoto. You know when the last time that happened? Zero. Zero. Not even Michael Jordan got that kind of vote. Okay? So, unanimous MVP on his second time. Yung team niya broke the season record wins. Okay? So, for those Chicago Bull fans, uh, Yung, uh, yung 72-10. 72-10 meaning out of 82 games, they won 72 and they lost 10. That's the greatest record in NBA history. And Seven Curry's team broke that on the season that he became uh, MVP the second time. They won 73 wins, 9 losses. So that's amazing. If you just understand the context of uh, NBA, that's really amazing that you lost nine games lang out of 82 games. He broke the record, Shamismo, he broke the record for most number of three points made in a season. Alright? But you know what? Out of all those achievements, they lost the NBA Finals. They lost. So you would say, that when you say, I can do all things through Christ, is to get this achievement after another, after another, after another. And then when you lost the NBA Finals, ibig sabihin ba nun, mali yung verse? Na yung, na, yung, yung mantra niya is incorrect? That he was not able to achieve everything, that he was not successful in everything because he lost the NBA Finals? You know what this means? This, I can do all things through Christ. It means that I can do losses as well. That I can, that I can endure heartbreak. I can do all things through Christ. I can endure loneliness. I can do all things through Christ, meaning you can endure depression. I can do all things through Christ, meaning kahit na Mahirap ang buhay mo at saka nag, nagkaka-problem ang inyong family, you can do, you can go through it. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. So, you know, being supernaturally empowered by Christ means, you know, even if you are hurting, and the most naturally, natural thing to do is to hurt the person back or to hurt someone else because hurt people hurt people. But because you are empowered by Christ through the Spirit, you have the power to forgive. You have the power to move on. You have the power to be reconciled with people. That's what it means to be supernaturally empowered by Christ. Because in your own natural capacity, your instinct is to hurt other people as well. In our own natural instinct, when we are desperate for something, our tendency is to, to do desperate measures. But when we say, I can do all things through Christ, we can do, endure even the most difficult times. You know, even if you are lacking in a lot of things, kahit pakiramdam mo mahirap ka lang, and the most natural thing to do kapag ikaw ay nagigipit, kunyari, 
wala nang nauubos ang laman ng bangko, medyo tight, maraming binabayaran, nandiyan ang mga due dates. The most natural thing to do is to think of yourself, right? To think of yourself, to be selfish. But pa ako magbibigay, nauubos na nga yung akin. To be supernaturally empowered by Christ means you can still be generous, even in a time of need. You know, the best illustration of that, we see in Corinthians when Paul talked about the Macedonian churches, remember? That out of their severe trial and poverty, they were so rich in generosity. That's what it means to be empowered by Christ. At ano ang resulta, ano ang indicator that this is happening? Sabi ni Paul, verse 17, So that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. Anong ibig sabihin nito? It means Christ has made your heart His home. Christ has made your heart His home. Kapag ikaw, bumisita ka kahit na sa kamag-anak mo o sa kaibigan mo na bahay, hindi ka pwedeng mag-dictate kung kailan lilinisin yung bahay. Hindi ka pwedeng mag-dictate kung ano ang kakainin. Kakainin mo kung anong sinerve sa'yo. But Jesus Christ, when He dwells in our hearts, He is not a guest. He is the one ruling. That's what it means. That He is dwelling. He is the one managing your life. So this means it's a life that is ruled by Christ. He has made your heart His home. That's the first prayer. And here's the second petition. To also sufficiently experience the love of Christ. Verse 18 says, May you have the power to understand, together with the church, how wide, how long, how high, how deep His love is. May experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to understand fully. You know, sometimes this is sort of confusing. Pinagpe-pray niya na ma-measure ma- natin yung love ni Christ, pero hindi mo daw maintindihan masyado yun. <laughs> yun yung sabi ni Apostle Paul. What, what this means is that, you know, he's, he's just making a statement, do you fully comprehend how Christ loves you? Do you experience the love of Christ? You know, you know, when you watch a movie, meron ng 2D, merong 3D, and there are cinemas now 4D, di ba? Pati yung upuan mo, gumagalaw na rin. So sometimes may tubig pa. And they're tagging it as, you know, you're, exp- you're not just watching the movie, you're experiencing it. And this is what Paul is saying, hey, you don't have to, you know, to measure it. You don't have to put a border in the love of Christ. You need to experience it. When you experience it, it's so amazing. When you experience it, you will realize it's so overwhelming. So, this is what it means to talk about how high, how long, how wide, how deep is the love of Christ. It means, you know, if you feel like your sins are adding up towards the heaven, yung, 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 yung kasalanan mo o yung mga pagkakamali mo sa Diyos, parang patong-patong na, 
parang naharangan na ng wall, yung presensya ng Panginoon sa buhay mo, Christ's love is even higher than that. If you feel that you have reached the length of God's mercy, kung hina, sinusukat mo yung haba ng PC ng mercy ng Panginoon, Christ's love is longer than that. It's new every morning, right? Lamentations 3. If you feel that you are at the bottom of the pit of problems, anxiety, depression, if you are right there and you, you know, you, all you are seeing is darkness, you, there's no joy in your life because of that deep, deep pit in your life. You know what's underneath that bottom of the pit? is Christ's love for you. That's what it means to understand the love of Christ. When you think that's the end, Christ's love is even farther. When you think that you know, you're so deep, Christ's love is even deeper. And you know, this, I'm not the only one saying this. There's this lady wrote a lot of uh, books. She experienced you know, World War II in one of her books, she said, there is no pit so deep that God's love is not deeper still. Do you fully comprehend how much Christ loves you? When you are at the moment that you're saying, Lord, sobra na to. Yung nagawa ko, hindi na hindi na kapataw, hindi na kayang patawarin. You know, that moment, Christ's love is even farther. Lord, hindi ko na alam paano babalik. That moment, Christ's love is even wider. At ano ang indication, ano ang resulta, at ano yung nakikita when we are when we sufficiently experience the love of Christ. Paul says, verse 19, may experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to understand fully, then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. Kapag busog ka sa pagmamahal ng Diyos, hindi mo kailangan punuin pa sa ibang mga bagay. Kapag nararanasan mo yung pagmamahal ni Kristo sa'yo and you are full with life and power that comes from God, you are completely satisfied in Him. So hindi mo kailangan hanapin yun sa jackpot. Hindi mo kailangan hanapin yun in a relationship. Hindi mo kailangan hanapin yun in any you know, personal achievement. All, all of those things are good, but when it becomes the main thing, no, it will be lacking. But I hope that we will find our complete satisfaction in God. And that's what you know, David said in Psalm 34. He says, Taste and see that the Lord is good. Oh, the joys of those who take refuge in Him. Fear the Lord, you His godly people, for those who fear Him will have all they need. Even strong lions sometimes go hungry, but those who trust in the Lord will lack no good thing. 
you know, praying for good health, some financial blessing, and, you know, relational breakthrough is not bad. In fact, you know, I, I encourage you to, to pray for those things and for one another for those things. But, you know, katulad ni Apostol Pablo, I, I pray that you will consider, instead, instead of asking for those things, how about ask the Lord to sufficiently, for you to ex- sufficiently experience the love of Christ. Instead of asking for material blessing, how about asking the Lord for supernatural empowerment? Because if you are empowered by Christ and you are so overwhelmed by His love, even if your health is not good, even if you are not wealthy, even if you you are not in a good relationship, you can say, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So that's the unique petitions when we pray. Let's move to the last P, the promise. Ano yung pangako ng Panginoon when we pray together? It's this. Now to Him who is able to do He is able to do far more abundantly than all we can ask or think according to the power at work within us. You know what the good news here? God is the one working. He is able to do what you think you cannot do. He is able to do what you think, you know, the government can do. He is able to to do what you think is impossible happening in your life. Pag hindi mo na kaya, God is able to do. Pag hindi mo na alam ang gagawin, God is able to do. And here's more. What God is able to do is far beyond what you can ask or imagine. How amazing is that? That you are praying for something, that you are imagining something, and you think, that's, that's awesome already. Guess what? What God can do for your life is far greater than what you are asking from Him. So, for example, if, you're, you know, if your prayer is, Lord, pwede bang pag natulog ako ngayon, mapanaginipan ko yung witning lotto numbers? Medyo far-fetched, medyo desperate. But you know what? I think lang, I think. You know, the Lord will answer your prayer by saying this. Yan lang. I can do better than that. I can do better than giving you winning lotto numbers. I can give you satisfaction that no money can buy. I can give you riches that will not stop here. It will continue for eternity. I will give you a relationship that is really fulfilling. And that's your relationship with me. God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we can ask or think. 
You know what? Here's the good news in, in this small passage. That power that we are talking about is already at work in you. That power is already at work in you. If you, have, if you have a union with Christ, if you have a connection with Christ, you have a relationship with Him, this is the kind of promise that you can hold on to. This is the kind of promise that is really at work in your life. But pastor, what if I fail to pray? What if I am not consist consistent with my prayer life? What if, you know, I, I find it difficult to connect myself in the church in prayer? Here's, you know, here's an even good news if there's such a thing. There's good news even in our failure to pray. You know why? Because Jesus is praying for us. Romans 8.34 says, who then is the one who condemns us? No one. Christ Jesus who died, more than that, he was raised to life, and he's sitting at the right hand of God. Anong ginagawa niya? Is also interceding for you and me. He is interceding for you and me. Hebrews 7.25 says, Therefore he is, again, he is able once and forever to save those who come to God through Him. He lives forever for what? To intercede with God on our behalf. Even right now as we worship together, as we group, uh, group together in small uh, groups in prayer, Lord Jesus is praying for you and me. Even if in moments that you don't believe in prayer anymore, because you know, many times you, you feel you've, you've been disappointed in praying and you didn't receive any answer. You know, the good news of the Bible says Jesus died and was raised to life and he is sitting at the right hand of the throne of God. He's not just there ruling, he's also praying for you. He's praying for you and me. So amazing. So let me just give you know, some practical applications on how we can enrich our prayer life together. So remember those four Ps, but here are ways on how we can do that. Number one, you, you, know, you can seek the church for prayer. You, know, you can approach uh, the pastors of the church. You can approach the elders of the church. You can approach anyone you know who brought you here, and they can pray for you. Know, see, you know, seek someone to, to pray for you and to, to also connect you in prayer. But if you're new and you want to stay anonymous, pwede naman, uh, you can do it online. You know, part of our website, breadcompuse.life, is uh, a tab that says prayer. If you have prayer concerns and you want to remain anonymous, you're a guest, uh, you, your, your situation is very sensitive, you can just go there and put your prayer request, and we'll pray for you. We'll pray for you. Another is, you know, we do this um, since September. Just come, come to church 15 minutes earlier. Our worship service starts 4 o'clock. I am so blessed many people are coming in earlier now, uh, starting, you know, 3.30, 3.45. We're just praying together. It doesn't have to be so, you know, 
so mystical and everything like that. But, you know, the fact that we are just gathering together brings honor to the Lord. Just come here. Join us in prayer. Uh, you don't have to be, you know, prayer, prayer eloquent to do this. Also, and I'm, I'm so blessed that we have a prayer team now. Meeting uh, on Sundays before everyone gathers for corporate prayer. Meeting Wednesday nights before the start of the midweek service. And there's a Facebook group of the prayer team. Just, you know, kapag may mga prayer concerns na pumasok, we, we post it there and, you know, people are praying. Ano ang requirement for you to join the prayer team? Dalawa lang. Dalawa lang. You're a believer. You're a Christian. And you have time. You have time. You don't have to go through seminary to be part of the prayer team. You don't have to... You know, be eloquent in your prayer to join the prayer team. You know, the youngest person in our prayer team is 15 years old. Tama ba, Charlie? 16, sorry. 16. 16 years old. You can join us. And let's pray together. But here's one, another fourth application that I want for us to do today. We are going to apply what we have heard Today, right now, here's the fourth application. Do you remember that two petitions of Paul? We'll pray that right now. The first prayer in Paul is that Christ may dwell in your heart. So this is going to be your personal prayer. So you'll pray this on your own, and I will give you time to do this. So, you know, if you haven't made this prayer before, you know, that means you're asking God to rule your life for the first time. That means you are recognizing Jesus as your Lord and Savior. If have you haven't done that before, that's what it means. You're saying, Lord, please make my heart your home. Lord, rule my heart. Be the Lord and Savior of my life. Or perhaps you're, you're someone... You prayed this prayer before. You prayed the sinner's prayer. You made a prayer of commitment before. Perhaps, you know, your, your prayer is, is this, you know. It's about surrendering, surrendering something in, in your life that you haven't surrendered to the Lord. Perhaps your prayer would be, Lord, would you expose in my heart what I need to surrender to you. So we will do this individually right now as we close in, before we close in prayer. I will give you time to pray individually. Isa-isa po tayo. We'll, you just keep that simple. It's a simple prayer. You don't have to uh, do anything else. Just pray that simple personal prayer. And then when you're done, when you're done, okay, when you're done, I, I ask, would like to ask you to find a partner and pray these two things. Okay? You can pray with someone that that person, you are going to pray for someone that that person will experience this week the love of Christ. You will pray for that person that, that he or she will find completeness in God. Okay? Whatever form that may be.
So let's do it right now. Let's, let's pause for a moment and let's just do the personal prayer by yourself. And I will give you maybe two to three minutes to do that. And then I'll give you next instruction on the second part. Let's, let's come to the Lord in our individual prayers. Lord, we thank you for the gift of prayer. This is indeed a gift from you, Lord God. This is not just a, a spiritual discipline that we ought to do to grow, but a gift from you to recognize our dependence on you. Lord, thank you because this is not just a gift. This is a powerful gift because we are relinquishing any, any of our abilities, any of our knowledge, any of our skills in just completely relying on you. Thank you, Lord Jesus, because you have made it possible for us to come to the Father through you. Lord, forgive us for the many times that we have made prayer just a spare tire in our life and not the steering wheel that directs our path to you. Lord, help us, Lord, make prayer a priority in our personal life, also in our community. Thank you, Lord God, for for granting our church the privilege to pray together that as we have been starting to to pray together 15 minutes before the service Lord God it's not flashy it's not so overwhelming but we know Lord God it brings honor to you no matter how simple it is as we are gathering Lord God we bring glory to you Lord would you continue to mold our hearts to shape our hearts and that you will expose things in our hearts lord god that needs to be surrendered to you just like the prayer of apostle paul that we will have the power to comprehend the love of christ how wide how deep how high how long that we will continue to rest in your love Thank you for your grace, O oh God, that even in times that we are failing in our prayer life, Lord Jesus, you are there interceding for us. And because of this assurance, we know that we can, we can carry on despite the difficulties. We can carry on despite the loneliness. We can carry on, Lord God, despite the uncertainties in our lives. Because even in the unknown future, we know the God of all creation who knows everything and owns everything. So I pray, Lord God, that in, in every aspect of our lives, 
we will just come to you because we know that you, we can come to you not just for physical blessings, but every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms through Jesus Christ. We thank you once again. To you be the glory and honor in the church in Christ Jesus throughout all generation forever and ever. Amen. Amen.